What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 283rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. And with me today, I have Will. Yes, and I'm sad to report that I'm not in the hospital. I survived no matter what the world can throw at me. Here, alive, ready to go. Also have one of our Slack users, Patreon backers, somebody who gives me money on a monthly basement. I, I have mean, not a lot, but <laughs> not, not a lot. <laughs> I have Al here. Hi there, Al. Where 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 are you from? You have a, you have an accent. I don't know if our listeners have heard it yet, but I definitely know what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, from Scotland, um, living in the east of Scotland, but. Uh... Originally from the West. Not that that makes any difference to most of the people listening. It's just a Scottish accent. Mm. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. This is a Pokemon podcast, by the way, but I need to know more about this accent. Can you hear a difference between Americans like New Yorkers or Boston or Midwest people or Southern people? Oh, like, uh, d- Does that come through? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I couldn't necessarily pinpoint all of them, but you can definitely tell a difference between... Uh, certain ones, you know, your kind of very strong Texas accents compared to the, you know, New York accent. But I couldn't, certainly if you just had an accent, I couldn't necessarily pinpoint where it was. But comparing them, there's definitely a difference. Mm. So can you tell that I talk different than uh, (laughs) Steve over there? Uh, Yes. What was that other word you say? Don't you say, it's something with A's, Will, that you like twang it up. Yes, most most people from New York will have that. It's not a twang. It certainly is not. But it's a, a different different enunciation of the A vowel in words like that have A-L, like talk and walk and uh, dog. You know, that A sound. An owl. Owl. Owl? Um, well, it's an A-L. You said A-L sounds. That's true. Uh, so we'll, uh, we're going to be trying a couple new people. So Al is one of them, so we might have Al on a couple more episodes. We might have some different voices on a couple episodes, so we're just trying to... There's no replacing Travis, but we will try to fill a voice for the third spot, because I think three works really well. I think two works really well, but I don't think two works really well every single week. Actually, no, I take that back. Will and I are great. That's all, that's all you guys need. So true. So <laughs> true. So you might hear some different voices uh, the next couple weeks. And just a bit of a schedule here before we get into the episode. Uh, I've been streaming the Pokemon TCG every Monday night and every Friday afternoon. So if you are interested in learning about the Pokemon TCG or you just want me to freak out over different Pokemon cards because I seem to do that quite a bit, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. Also putting those on YouTube if you can't miss it, Irene Myself and Micah are still playing through Pokemon Leaf Green. Our goal is to get that complete before Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And then for our Crystal Patreon backers, they will get those Pokemon that we are, we are raising through that game. Uh, because we are going to transfer all those Pokemon from Pokemon Leaf Green up to Sun and Moon. I think we have to go through Diamond and Pearl, and then HeartGold, Silver, and then black and white, and then black and white can suck up through Pokemon Bank. So it shouldn't actually be that hard. So we're going to transfer all those Pokemon there, and the schedule for the streams will be in the show notes. And then finally, non-Pokemon related, Micah and I started streaming Monster Hunter, uh, and we plan to do that every Thursday night 
on Pokemon on twitch.tv slash pkmncast. So that's a little bit of the streaming schedule for the next couple months. And then this all leads into Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which Micah, Irene, and I will be doing special episodes for that. So just like we did for Sun and Moon, which are some of our most popular episodes, uh, we will be doing the same thing for Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So pretty much like one episode a day. Those episodes are supposed to be supposed to be 30 minutes. Of course, you guys know that most of those episodes ran like an hour. But we'll get that all taken care of. I assume that we will we will do those those episodes will be easier to go through and a little bit faster since for the majority it seems like a pretty similar game. But we'll get to that when we tackle the trailer. But let's jump right into some Pokemon news here. First bit of news is Pokemon Tournament DX. It's now available on the Nintendo Switch. Well, this is pretty much the news. I don't know. Will Will are you are you getting this? Is did the Wii no, U version I, I only have, you? I only have room for one game on my Nintendo Switch, and that's Puyo Puyo Tetris. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to get another Switch if I want to play games like Pokémon DX. No. I just I, I only got Pokémon Tournament so that I could beat you, and I did that. And why? Goal achieved. Nothing more to do. That's true. Al, did you play uh, Pokémon Tournament, or does Pokémon Tournament DX appeal to you? I never played it on the, the Wii U. Um, I've tried the demo out, um, and I'm tempted by it, but I'm not sure I'm going to buy it straight away. Might wait for it to, to show up secondhand. Yeah, I, for me, I'm I'm just not into fighting games. And the, like, the more, I don't know, I just don't care for Smash, don't care for Street Fighter, don't care for Mortal Kombat. I think it's the whole, like, I know I'm not good at it, and I don't want to put the time to get good at it. Well, I and I'd be very honest too. The thing that really puts me off of Pokemon Tournament is the very limited number of Pokemon that you can use. That you know, out of eight hundred Pokemon, and you get to choose like fifteen. It's it's not enough. You're not hitting my spot. So I would I would be curious just to see how Decidueye plays, and I think Sizor is also new and Darkrai. I'm just trying to think of all the Pokemon that didn't get added in the first one. Well, if you want to see how uh, Decidueye plays, um, just watch Green Arrow, right? Oh, okay. The TV show. I, I even downloaded the demo, and I'd even turn it on. I don't think Decidueye was in the demo, was it? I thought you could just play Pikachu and, like, Charizard? I don't know. Yeah, it was just the two of them. I feel like Decidueye is cheating a little bit, though, because it's meant to be hand-to-hand combat, and he brings in, you know, a bow and arrow. Yeah, that's true. I mean... Gardevoir and Sceptile also have nothing but projectiles. That game is weird. Uh, another game that also came out the same time uh, Pokemon Tournament DX came out is Gold and Silver on the Nintendo eShop. For the 3DS only. For, yeah. To visit the Johto region of return, discover the classic adventures of Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver today and the, as the virtual console games... For the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, originally launched in 1999 in Japan, these games were the first Pokemon games in full color. And now you can experience them again for the first time, just as they appeared nearly 20 years ago. As a bonus for purchasing Pokemon Gold or Silver in the Nintendo eShop, players will receive a code to get the mythical Pokemon Celebi in their Pokemon Sun and Moon or Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon game. Celebi can't be found during normal gameplay. This is an awesome opportunity to add the special Pokemon to your collection. Learn more about getting the Mythical Celebi by clicking here. Al, did you play Original Gold and Silver? 
on a Game Boy Color. Uh, yeah. Steve, did you play original Gold and Silver on a Game Boy Color? Yeah, you better believe I did. All right. I find their use of the words full color to be highly suspect. That was like well, eight I mean, compared colors. compared to the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like eight colors. Let me just run down the Celebi real quick. Uh, level 30, Psychic Grass, Ability, Nature, Cure, Moves are a heal bell, safeguard, ancient power, and future sight to get your Celebi in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Write down the code from Pokemon Gold and Silver. That is step one. Write down the code. Select mystery gift on the main menu. Select receive gift. Select get code with password. Then yes. Then yes again. Enter your code. Watch as you receive Celebi. Speak to the delivery person in the Pokemon Center to pick up Celebi. Be sure to save your game. We have until September 21st, 2018 to purchase gold and silver. And you have to enter your code by October 31st, 2018 to claim your Celebi. Plenty of time. And then it says uh, Celebi will not be available in Pokemon Gold or Silver. Only in Sun and Moon and above. So 10 bucks for Celebi. Is that worth it? I already have like four Celebi. So, yeah, no. I think I have Celebi too. Can I sell them? Can will people buy them for me for eight dollars? <laughs> people will definitely buy them for you. Make their own Celebi with uh, I don't even know what the cheating apps are called. <laughs> PK Hex is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. There you go. No, there's definitely a, a community of people that will pay for these for the actual code itself. I guess that makes people sense. People who can't access it. If you're downloading, if you're paying ten dollars and getting a digital code for gold and silver. Uh, and then you're getting a separate code for Celebi. I guess you could just sell that code. The black market of Pokemon. Now we're getting into the real stuff. I know, but then you have a gold and silver on your 3DS that you're never going to play. And why? I would play gold and silver if it was on the Switch. Me too. Uh, yeah. 100% agree. I just don't want to carry two consoles anymore. Two handhelds well, anymore. Well, if you're going to... If you're gonna buy, if you're gonna carry two consoles anyway, why not just carry your Game Boy? You already got the game. <laughs> That's true, but no bank access. We have an email regarding uh, silver and gold when when we get there. This was really unexpected. A new iOS slash Google Play slash Amazon app of Pokemon came out called Pokemon Playhouse. Did you guys see this? And I, I am very excited about this. Probably for the reasons that you guys won't be excited about it. Okay, maybe, Al, you can get me excited, because I don't know much about it. I'm on the, the, the actual page here. It's PokemonPlayhouse.com. Uh, it says, meet Pokemon friends, all sorts of Pokemon. Come to play at Pokemon Playhouse, and they love making new friends. Know which Pokemon may appear as you play. It's basically Pokemon Tamagotchi, but without the dying. Why didn't they put that in the advertisement? Yeah, <laughs> just put Pokemon Tamagotchi. Subquote I'm without the dying. I'm downloading it right now. I, I mean, I'm, I think you'll have a problem with it, Will, because you only get 50 Pokemon. So it is more than, than Pokemon Tournament, but it's still not, you know, 800. Right. I know, but back in up, the original Tamagotchi, I think there were only 10 Tamagotchis your Tamagotchi could hatch into, so... Just 50 Pokemon in the game, or you could only have, like, 50 Pokemon in your playhouse? Uh, just 50 that you can ever see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Does it have an Apple Watch extension complication, <laughs> whatever those things are called? I do not know. I'm going to assume not, because that would be too oh. good. I want to have my little Pokemon buddy on my watch. I, I tell you something, I would definitely play that. I should have done more research before we got to this. Are there microtransactions in this game? There has to be. 
I didn't look that far. I just got it uh, because um, uh, my son is is two years old, and it's definitely something that I want to get him into because it's the easiest way for him to play Pokemon. What about uh, as as a parent? What about Camp Pokemon? Was that a thing that ever appealed to you and your son? When it came out, he was far too young to bother looking at it, so I never never got into it. I might take a look at it again if it's still available. Well, we'll report back uh, with some. Pokemon Playhouse if Will decides to play it. I don't know, maybe I will. I'm always I like I like iOS Pokemon stuff. It's just very easy to like pull up if you're waiting for something. Well, the one thing to note about this is that you need sound on for it. There are no subtitles like in most of the Pokemon games. You can just mute the sound and play it. it that does not work for this one. Which as pointed out in the Slack is a really bad problem if you have people with obviously hearing impairments um, but sit. the other option is you don't want to be sitting on the toilet playing this and having everyone hearing your game that's just a bit awkward yeah that's true and i mean that's really disappointing because you'd think that tpci would put a lot of effort into ensuring access for for everyone and for you know hearing impaired that's but i mean if they can't read as well you, you are hitting a certain age group here it's 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 weird territory it certainly is but definitely something that should be acknowledged well, Pokemon is pretty good at updating their apps. I think Camp Camp Pokemon had a, an update like two weeks ago, and that that's that's been around for well over a year. We'll we'll see. And and Magikarp Jumps has been pretty consistently updated. I think Pokemon Duel also pretty consistently updated, as well as Pokemon Go. TCBI at least doesn't put an app out and just let it hang hang up and dry. Speaking of Pokemon Go, we got a weekly Pokemon Go event here. We were just complaining about this last week, Will, and then they uh, they listened to our show, and they were like, Steve, I know they do. Steve and Will are right. We need to do another weekly event, so let's go ahead and get that done. That is, what are they titling this? Celebrate the Equinox? Yeah, I think it's it said the Equinox, equinox but yeah. No, Equinox, sir. Equinox. We're, we're going to have some real problems here, aren't we? <laughs> do you say things are equal, or do you say they're equal? Because that's where the word comes from. Okay, I'll give you this one. oh man i love this accent uh let me read this uh blog post here trainers with cool autumn nights quickly approaching in the northern hemisphere that okay let's stop the press release that's far from true it's like 85 degrees outside right now in wisconsin it's real hot here too and sunny spring days arriving in the southern hemisphere we thought it'd be the perfect time to celebrate the coming equinox with an in-game event, new seasons mean new adventures. From September 22nd to October 2nd, you'll have the opportunity to earn double stardust for catching Pokemon and hatching eggs as you walk around your neighborhood, discovering new sites. While you're out exploring, be sure to visit your local Pokestops and gyms to collect two special 2k eggs that will have an opportunity to hatch Pokemon such as Chansey, Mareep, Larvitar, and more. I'm assuming these are the same eggs we got at Pokemon Go Fest. You'll also be able to get special boxes from the in-game shop to feature items like Lucky Eggs, Lure Modules, and all new Super Incubators, which will hatch eggs 1.5 times quicker. Registering a new Pokemon in your Pokedex, Pokedex, Pokedex during the limited time celebration will earn you triple the normal experience, so this will be a very good time to battle against legendary Pokemon from the original uh, Johto region. Don't forget that Raikou, Entine, and Sweetune will travel to a new part of the world on September 30th. So make sure to battle legendary Pokemon currently in your area while you can. 
unlike other events, there's no walking bonus distance. Instead, we're getting the egg incubators, the new ones that you have to buy. And you can't Which buy Which you can them. only buy in the boxes. Yeah. You can't buy them on their own. It's kind of not good. So my problem is, so there's three boxes. There's the special box, which is 480 coins. You get three super incubators and five lower modules. There's the great box, which is 980 coins, five super incubators, four lucky eggs, 10 lore modules. And there is the ultra box for eight super incubators, eight lucky eggs, and 15 lore modules. Of course, you know, best, best value is going to be your ultra box. But I don't need lure modulators. I don't need 15. My bag is already full and I have max bag and 15 lure modules are something I don't need. I just want the, I just want the incubators. What are you putting in that bag? Well, let's uh, take a moment on Steve's bag. I have fifteen. I have fifteen thousand. I have one five one five out of fifteen hundred. Because if you go to a Pokestop, it lets you overflow. I have ninety-one super potions, fifty-nine hyper potions, two hundred and twenty-two max potions, ninety-two revives, fifty-three max revives, fourteen lucky eggs, thirteen fast TMs, four charge TMs. 254 rare candy, one raid pass, two premium raid pass, 100 pokeballs, 91 great balls, 136 ultra balls, 18 lore modules, 76 raspberries, four naba berries, 136 pinap berries, 115 golden raspberries, a camera, an egg incubator, a super egg incubator, three sunstones, four king rocks, seven metal coats, eight dragon scales, and two upgrades. There's my bag. Tune you need in. to burn off some of that stuff. Tune in next week to find out what's in my bag. I mean, I could probably burn some max potions. Well, I just have a question. Why do you have 200 uh, rare candies? What are you saving up for? I don't know, Gen 3? Also, when you pass by a gym of your team, do you not feed them berries? I do. Yeah, I feed them berries all the time. And you still have that many berries. Are you feeding them golden raspberries? Heck no. Uh-uh. Don't sting out, sir. Give them the golden. Nope, 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 nope. It's not worth giving them golden because, like, you you would have to give them six golden, and then if you do, and then they're just gonna they they deteriorate too fast. Hi, FYI, your bag is too full. It's worth giving them the golden. No, it's not worth. I would rather give them my. I would rather throw away my revives and max potions than my golden raspberries. Also, I the only Pokemon I am missing. Besides regionals, is Ampharos. I have 40 Marie candy. So I could spend 60 of my rare candy to get Ampharos. But if my 10k eggs and or these 2k eggs hatch into Mareeps, then I just wasted that candy. So I don't want to do that. But that's always going to be the case with the candy, isn't it? Yeah, but they don't. The, the thing is, now they don't give out candy like they used to. Now, when you complete a raid, you're getting potions and super potions. Whereas before, you were getting like four to ten rare candy every single raid. And now you're lucky if you even get three rare candy a raid. I don't know what to say. You are a hoarder, and you should talk to someone about your problem. No, I need I need more bag space. <laughs> rare candy's no good in the bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, well put. Well put, when you, sir. When you put it like that. All right. So does this event make you guys want... I know, Will, you're you're very casual for Pokemon Go, uh, but does this make you want to go out and walk around and 
Wait, let me back up. This is a two-part question. First part is, does this make you want to play Pokemon Go? The second part, is this event good enough for you wanting to buy those boxes for egg incubators to play even more Pokemon Go? Oh, I'm not spending any more money on Pokemon Go than I do when I buy my 100 packs of Pokeballs because I'm always running out of Pokeballs because my bag isn't full. I It makes me want to play like a little bit more to get more fun, different kinds of Pokemon, but not enough where I'm like dying and just I'm like, I don't care. I'm going out to play Pokemon Go, even though they might have to like pick me up off the street and put me in an ambulance. <laughs> but let's see as my health improves, how my attitude changes. <laughs> Al, how's the one Pokestop in all of Scotland treating you? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it gives me some some Pokeballs, which apparently is better than what Wills are doing, because I can't believe you're spending coins on Pokeballs. Yeah, oh, well, you, know, you live a at a university. You live at a university. You 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 have a million Pokestops in your area, Will. Just walk to them. That's very true. They they don't give out Pokeballs. They give out Nanabee berries for some reason. That's all they give is Nanabee berries. <laughs> I got a question for Al. I, I just really I realized if you go to Loch Ness, is it like Gyarados City? Is it just like all <laughs> Gyarados all the time? You're you're gonna hate the answer to this question. I, I I've only been to Loch Ness once, and it was like what? You are no Scott. Years ago, <laughs> you are you have no, to make an animal. It's, animal it's a six-hour drive. <laughs> How is that possible? I thought nothing in in all of the island of Britain was more, more than two hours away. I mean, maybe by plane. No, the problem is not the physical size. The problem is that the roads are dreadful and they squiggle around everywhere. So, although as the crow flies, it would be really quick. You have to drive three times as long. Mm. Well, hitch your ladder on a crow and fly over there. You need to get this reporting for our listeners. We need to know, is Loch Ness Gyarados City? <laughs> Uh, Al, though, you're one of the, you're one of the rural, uh, Pokemon Go players, right? You don't have a lot of gyms, not a lot of stops. Is that true? I wouldn't say, I certainly wouldn't call myself rural, but in terms of Pokemon Go, apparently, yes. In the village that I live in, there is one Pokestop and one gym. And near my work, there is, there are two stops and a gym. So I, that's the most I see in, a, in most of my days. Two gyms and three Pokestops. How many how many McDonald's are in your village? Oh, that's a good question. None. What? Yeah, you're rural, sir. Rural. Uh, there's there's one in the town nearby, but that so which actually isn't that far away. So there's one McDonald's that would be about a ten minute drive. Is it a gym? One? Is it a gym and or a, so. a Pokestop? What about what about Starbucks? How many you got? None in the village, but if you're talking about in the surrounding area, there's going to be one, I think, in. In Dunfermline, there's did, one. Did you guys have the Pokemon Go Frappuccino? No. I think that was a, a US, US only thing, wasn't it? All right. How many Sprint stores in the area? We don't have Sprint. That's <laughs> oh, an American company. <laughs> you're, missing, you're missing all of the Pokemon Go partnerships here. Uh, I was just going to say, maybe Orange is a uh, Orange is a phone company, right? Uh, not really anymore. They merged with another one to become a different one, but yeah. Well, maybe they've got a promo. As far as I know, there are no um, promotional. Promotional. Stops. I can't remember the name. Yeah. Did the Safari Zone not not tempting enough to fly to 
I don't know where it was, Amsterdam, Germany, I think, Madrid? I think our closest one would have been Copenhagen or Amsterdam. Uh, no, to pay 200 quid to fly over? No, that, that's not worth it. Although, having said that, we did get the... Um, when they did, when they cancelled the original safari zones and they did, here's some Kangaskhan. We did get that. Uh, so I went through to Glasgow for that and I got a Kangaskhan. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Steve, I just want to note that he just said that they pay for things in squids, yet he's claiming that they're not rural. Like, I, I can't do barter economy here in DC. Hey, once, once I heard there was, well, there was little to no McDonald's in the area, I already, it's rural to me. <laughs> Made that determination. I got. I got. I, mean, I can't get in an McDonald's. airplane for two hundred squids. <laughs> I got three McDonald's within five minutes for me. That's ridiculous. I have. Uh, before we get off Pokemon Go, I got invited to uh, an, another Mewtwo raid, a Mewtwo EX raid. I got invited back to the same Sprint store I originally got invited to. The difference is this one was an hour later in the day. So the first one was Friday at six p.m. And then this one was Thursday at 7 p.m. Pretty much everyone that was at the first Mewtwo EX raid was at the second one. Uh, And there were about 10 more people than previously. So we went through all the motions. We we had enough people to do two different Mystic groups. And then I think there was enough people to do one Instinct group and one Valor group. And for the most part, everyone was very happy. I left, uh, like last week, I kind of stuck around and trying to gather a little bit of information, but this week I kind of left as soon as I caught it. So I wasn't uh, wasn't sure how many did or did not catch it. But there was another EX raid group at Mayfair Mall. So my sprint store is like right outside Mayfair Mall, like up the street. And there's a sprint store inside Mayfair Mall. And they went ahead and all the people that I know went to that one. They got invited back to the second one. The interesting part of the, this, this all comes full circle to Milwaukee. Will strap, strap on your, strap on your Milwaukee boots. Strapped on. So I'm in a, I'm in a group conversation with most of the people that work at the Apple store at Mayfair Mall. And of course, because they work at the Apple store, they are very close to the Sprint store in Mayfair Mall and they all got invited to that EX raid. And they did it last week, uh, except for like wait, three people. Wait, wait. Help me visualize. Mayfair is the one we went to after we went to Pizza Man, right? Yes. Off Burley there? Off Burley. It had the Articuna raid and the Lugia raid. And yeah, we, okay. couldn't, we couldn't got do it, both because it. we had to get you to the airport. There you go. They did the Mewtwo raid last week. And so I was texting them. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, they, I think they, they said in the group chat, how many people are at yours? And I was like, oh, there's probably like 32 people here. Whereas last week, I want to say there was 22 people. And so they were getting ready, and then they, then I, I see the group chat blow up, and Mayfair Mall Security came up to the group of people playing Pokemon Go and told them they need to stop and leave the mall. Pokemon Go is not allowed in Mayfair Mall. All right, guys. You guys are so ridiculous. I am so done with Milwaukee malls. I just closed down Mayfair, closed down the other one that's on the other side Bayshore. of town because you're a bunch of fools. Bayshore. First off, malls are the safe place for teenagers to go and hang out and be teenagers and not be doing drugs on the street corner. So number one, your rule that teenagers have to be accompanied by an adult to be in the mall is ridiculous and you got to stop. Number two, Pokemon Go is the most harmless thing in the world. It's bringing people into your mall that malls are dying in America. Hey, go on YouTube and just look for dying malls because you know what? There's like 50 YouTube channels telling you all about how all the malls in America are dying. 
why are why are you driving people out? That nobody wants to go to I don't know Lane Bryant or whatever you got up in your mall there. So you're finally getting people back in the doors, and now you want to chase them out. Milwaukee, you you're, you're fools. That's all I got to say. I have so many thoughts about this. I don't. So I think a couple people were able to catch me too because they did break up into groups, and I. Uh, I think they got through it fast enough to get to the catch screen as they were leaving Mayfair Mall. Malls are private property, right? So it mall security have have every right to kick people out. Yes, no one is. Yes, it's private property, and the mall can ask anyone to leave that they wish to if they want to not make any money because they're a bunch of jerks who would rather have people stand outside and look through their windows rather than inside the mall buying stuff. There, I, I haven't heard of a single problem of Pokemon Go being an issue. And, like, it, it could come down to loitering, right? You're coming into the mall, you're not doing anything, and then you're leaving while you're playing Pokemon Go. But how is that different than mall walkers? Like, every mall opens two hours earlier than the stores open, and that's primarily for the couple restaurants that are usually opened, and then for 40-plus age-year-old people to go to the mall and then power walk. Wait, 60-plus, okay? Not 40-plus. <laughs> we ain't mall walkers yet in the 40s. But you know what I mean. They power walk the mall and then they leave. And I would assume that most mall walkers don't buy anything because they're there Monday through Friday power walking. Whereas at that least... correct. Every time I've gone to Mayfair Mall to play Pokemon Go, which has been... I went there for Moltres. I think I went there for Articuno. I definitely have gone there for Lugia. I think I've done a couple Magikarp raids there. Because there's two there's two gyms at Mayfair Mall, and there's about six Pokestops. So if you, quote-unquote, power walk the mall, you you have a lot of spin. You have a lot to do. Sometimes you can, you know, go up the escalator, power walk that second floor. Maybe you're you're tired of seeing Spencer's and Sun up there, so you power walk the bottom floor. You get a little Victoria's Secret and, you know, Lego store in your life. You got some options. But I, I don't think I've ever walked into Mayfair Mall and didn't at least leave with like a, a smoothie or a cup of tea or a coffee or something. There, there's a Starbucks in there that's making money off of the Pokemon Go players. At minimum, Starbucks is making money. Sprint? It's at, it's at a Sprint kiosk. And yes, it's, it's a kiosk. It's in the middle of the mall. It's not a full store. But they're technically not loitering. They're at a promotional Sprint event. That's what I don't understand. Like, if anything... If mall security was like, you can't play Pokemon Go here, I would have walked over to Sprint and continued playing Pokemon, because they weren't at Sprint. They were, like, because you know how the radius is pretty big, so, like, I think Sprint was on the other side of the escalators. They're, they were in, like, an open common area in the mall, but I don't get, like, if I was there, if that was the one I was invited to, you better believe I wouldn't miss my opportunity to catch Mewtwo. I would have told the group, let's go over to Sprint. This is, like, Sprint stores must, they must have been told that Mewtwo was at their specific stores and that Pokemon trainers will be coming because Niantic wants to test these EX raids out. So I don't get why, as a group, they didn't walk over to the Sprint kiosk and say, hey, we're going to play some Pokemon Go here because you guys are the sponsor, and Niantic wants us to try to catch this Mewtwo. So if Mall Security comes over, you tell them that we're patrons of your store. Well, not everybody thinks the way that you do, but also... Am I wrong, though? Like, that... that No, you're... You're correct, but also the Mewtwo raids have been opened up to Starbucks. So it's not only Sprint, but it's Sprint and Starbucks that have patrons coming in to play Pokemon Go. I think you also have a big assumption there about the staff in the stores knowing about these things. Because these things are all decided centrally, I would assume, 
within the company. And then they, well, obviously they'll know about the fact that they have a sponsored gym there because I think Sprint are doing the the badges. Is that correct? The team badges? Yeah, I went to three different level sprint, badges. I went to three different Sprint stores and they all had window stickers saying like, come in for badges. Everyone I went into, they didn't know about the badges when I asked. They didn't care I wasn't a Sprint customer. I was just like, hey, you got the Pokemon Go badges? And they were like, yeah, uh, we're out of 30s, but do you want a 20? Yes. Yeah, so that makes sense. But to assume that they would know that Mewtwo would be there, I think, is a pretty big assumption. That implies that the company is good at communication on a quick scale because they wouldn't know about the Mewtwo until 48 hours beforehand. Is that when you get the invitation? Yeah, 48 hours. But even even if they didn't know, because it wasn't every Sprint store that got Mewtwo. It was specific Sprint stores. Even if they didn't know about Mewtwo, like as a partner of Pokemon Go, they can still say, like, these people are our customers. Because technically... I don't know, like, like if I walked into GameStop to get a promo code for Sazazzle, I am now a customer of GameStop because I'm walking in to get that. Whether or not I buy anything is a different question. That's true. No, but I, I agree. I've never seen the ridiculousness that I've seen in the Milwaukee malls. And it's like, you guys must have millionaires going in and buying up every store every day for the amount of effort they put into driving people out of your malls. It's uh, it's it's something. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean that's that. But uh, well, we're getting either Entai or Suicune this week in the states, so I'll be curious uh, to see. There's a l- bunch of people out and about with with both this Equinox on and the fact that there will be a new legendary Pokemon roaming the areas. Let's get back to the final bit of news here before we take a break. We got a new Pokemon Ultra Sun and Pokemon Ultra Moon trailer. With a couple new things being pointed out. Uh, I'm assuming both of you watched this trailer. Do you guys have any... Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly scrub the trailer and go through. The first thing that the trailer opens with is island challenges have returned. Don't think we're getting any gyms. And especially if well, you... not until Pokemon on the Switch. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Especially when you look at the map. Uh, and I have a good comparison chart on PokemonPodcast.com of the old map and the new map. It, there, while there are new buildings, they don't. There's not enough buildings to uh, make it seem like a gym. The second thing in the trailer that's pointed out is Mina has her trial now. Uh, I don't know if this is a ninth trial or a trial is going away. They don't really say anything about that. Well, we had a trial before for her, but she just gave you the. You didn't. Yeah, have to her do trial was it. like enjoy nature. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's that's true. Just kind of gave you something. Uh, your friends during the island challenge, uh, they show that Lily is in her new clothes, the clothes that she ended the game with in the first one. And we see how again, but I don't think how is any different because how in the trailer it says, I know I want to win. I'm going to make sure that happens. I'm pretty sure he was like a go getter in the first one. He just wasn't. He just wasn't good. Yeah. Go and get Malasadas. Yeah, but he was definitely about like, hey, like, battle me. Oh, no, I lost. Well, maybe next time. Uh, then we get the more than 400 Pokemon will appear. We see a Tropius. We see a Larvesta. We see a Mareep. We see a Larvitar. We see a Zororu. Zorua. Zorua. We see a Houndoom, which is exclusive to Pokemon Sun. We see a Manetric, which is exclusive to Pokemon Ultra Moon. These are both mega Pokemon, so I'm assuming that we're going to get the mega forms of these. Not that that matters too much. The all-new Alola Photo Club is there, which are the red Rotom-like buildings. 
I think we saw three on the scattered islands. And it is exactly what you think it is. You get to change the camera angle. You get to make the Pokemon pose. You get to change your outfits. Uh, you get to add emojis and borders and effects and type on those photos. You can share them with friends. So I'm assuming that's going to have the Twitter to Facebook share that like Animal Crossing has. Uh, then the trailer goes to a ride Pokemon. Your trainer is riding on a Mantine called Mantine Surf. And you can surf between the islands of Alola. And as you're surfing, you can do some front flips and some barrel rolls and increase your score. Yeah, there's all kinds of tricks you can do there. And that's that's pretty much the whole trailer. So just showing off a couple things and that's that. You missed the very most important part of the entire trailer. The fact that they featured Larvesta and Zerua, two of the greatest Pokemon of all time, are now going to be part of the Pokedex, the Alolan Pokedex. I'm so excited. Gen 5 remake confirmed? Gen 5 remakes confirmed, yes. They're just skipping Gen 4, guys. They're going right to Gen 5. That's, that's I'd, perfectly I'd be okay fine with, with me. <laughs> <laughs> So the other thing we didn't talk about, if we can just jump and in, interject it for one second, is that poster. What was the poster from? I think it was from an issue of Korra Korra. I mean, the main thing there is you, you pretty much see everything that you saw in this trailer video, except that there's some shadowy figures in the background that don't really look like anybody that we've seen before. So it kind of implies that there's going to be a new evil team in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Well, we had two quote-unquote bad teams in the first one. We had uh, Team Skull, the Ether Foundation. And interestingly, we've not seen anything about Team Skull at all yet. Yes, Correct. good point, good point. Uh, I would say that like the people in, this, in the poster, they look more Ether Foundation than anything. But they also kind of remind me of, like, not like, they kind of remind me of Team Plasma. But also kind of like Team Flare, like this chick looks like she has like Team Flare goggles on. I know it's not Team Flare or Team Plasma, you don't have to say that, but I'm just trying to like, their outfits don't really match up to any ones that we've seen. They reminded me a lot of of uh, Team Galactic, to be honest, when I first saw it. Gen 4 remakes confirmed. <laughs> How about a combined one? Gen 4-5 remake. There you go. Al, you weren't on last week, obviously. What are your thoughts on the two new Ultra Beasts shown? I was surprised that we got any. I wasn't expecting any new Pokemon in this game, but I'm assuming this is was planned from the start and they actually were just clever enough not to include the Pokemon in the previous game so we couldn't data mine it and find them. I quite like the designs of both of them. I think that they, the clown one specifically, I know a lot of people weren't a fan of that, but actually I think it, depending on what the story is behind it, it seems to me to be, it's bringing out in people what i think they want to bring out the creepiness vibe somebody in slack will said that the clown one is based more on a dandelion well i would say it's a clown with dandelion affects yes but okay. yeah that's not something i had seen but i do agree that it does have that uh dandelion kind of where you can explode the head of the dandelion after the flower converts into the little seed leaves mm -hmm. now that we know that they're going to be old Pokemon in the game. Not that Sun and Moon didn't have old Pokemon, but 
I think that makes more sense for the dex numbers to be moved around. And that's why Rock Rough is 23 spots in the dex is because, oh, we're adding Tropius and we're adding Zoroark and we're adding the Tyranitar line. But saying that there will be 400 Pokemon gives me... My faith is slimming down in uh, Gen 2 Alolan forms. Yeah, not going to happen. I think I'd be su- I think I'd be surprised if there weren't any, but then I also said there wouldn't be any new Pokemon. So, see, I was confident last week that we would get even more Pokemon than just the even more new Pokemon besides the two Ultra Beasts. But now I'm like, I feel like I'm backpedaling now because they they kind of already said, hey, like the Alolan index is only going to be 400, and I don't know, that seems really low. Well, I mean, it's still 100 more Pokemon than the previous Alolan Pokedex, so 100's not that small of a number. Yeah. And the ones they've shown, they've not actually shown a huge amount of them. There's maybe a a total of 30 that they showed in that video. That's true. But does that also mean that there's no national decks in this? Is it just going to be what they did for Sun and Moon of like, okay, this is the Pokedex, is only 400, which I guess I'm fine with. uh, Pokemon Bank exists, you know, that has a national decks in it, that's fine. I feel like that's going to upset some people if there's no national decks. Hey, national decks has moved to Pokemon Bank. Time to adjust your life and move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it will upset any more people than it did the last time, and they're already upset about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Any thoughts on the surfing between islands? Was that something you guys wanted? Well, it's an interesting mechanic, but it also... I would say it kind of makes... Remember you did that poster-to-poster comparison of the old Alola and the new Alola? Mm -hmm. It makes those beaches kind of have a reason, because now there's a place where you can go that you're going to Mantine Surf. Yeah. I bet the tents are where you start the Mantine Surf, because it has to keep track of your score. Good good catch. I feel like the Mantine Surf, for me, is going to be like one one and done. I'm going to try it once, and then I'm just going to resort back to fly. Dude, you can do a Goribus spin. What what's I'm gonna be do that every day? Maybe I didn't they show like a shiny mantine in one of them with like a ribbon on it? Wasn't that a thing that existed? I didn't notice that. Uh, I don't think it was in this trailer. I think it was in like the Japanese one. Maybe I mean if you if it gives you like a shiny Pokemon or if it gives you something exclusive, if you get a high score, that'd be cool. But if it's just to get a high score to get a high score, I don't I don't think that I'm interested in that. I think my question about it, which I've not seen anything about, is whether you there'll be a point where you have to do it. So if between two of the islands you can't take the boat, you have to go on your Mantine. I don't know whether that would be a good thing or a not. I feel like they would have to make you do it. Didn't they make you do the... What was that in Black and White 2? The like rock star costume thing, Will? Black and White 2 was the movies. Yeah, they made you do that. Let me tell you, that, that wasn't fun. No, it was not. Yeah, they probably make you, make you do it once, and that's it. I was just wondering whether it might be like in Hoenn, where you had to go... You, you had to surf around a lot more water than any of the other games. Oh, right, right, right. But then after you'd done it, technically the second time, because that's like the first time you're on the boat, but after you'd done it the second time you could then get the boat after that. So I wonder whether there'll be something like this, whereas bef- in the last games... Every time you went between the islands, you went on a boat. But maybe the first time you go between two of the islands, you have to do the Mantine Surf. Right. The other thing to mention real quick is taking a photo with a Pokemon will make the Pokemon more affectionate towards you as their affection 
towards you increases, the Pokemon will try to do even better during usual battles. Strengthen your bonds with your Pokemon by taking photos with them. Well, there's a solution for people who don't like to pet their Pokemon and Pokemon refresh, you horrible people. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was not interested in that. Huntail Spiral is one of the moves that Mantine can do. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Gorbis Spiral. Maybe it's Gorbis Spiral and Moon and like Huntail Spiral and Sun. Does that confirm that Huntail and Gorbis and Clam Pearl are in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? I feel like they have to be. No. Why? Because they, the move's Huntail Spiral. So you can call a move something without the Pokemon being in the game. I, don't, I feel like the only Pokemon game that has referenced a Pokemon that wasn't in the game was Black and White with people mentioning Pikachu and Pikachu not being in it. I mean, P- Pikachu is a worldwide celebrity. Bigger than Mickey Mouse. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will do a couple emails and we will do our Pokemon of the week, which is Tranitar this week. Uh, and we will be right back. You got to think outside of the box, dude. Yeah. And outside of the bun. Think outside the bun. Think outside the bun. I mean, that's a pretty good saying. Yeah. 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 Think outside the bun. 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 Think outside the bun. 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 Think outside the bun. Isn't that the Taco Bell thing? And we are back from our break. We're going to do a couple emails here. I had a lot of emails, actually, this week, but we'll tackle a couple of them. So if you want to send us an email, you can do so by sending that to sbj at pkmncast.com, or you can just go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button. Send us any Pokemon or non-Pokemon related questions. First one here is from Chris from Bowling Green, Ohio. Writes in and says, hey, just discovered the show and I love it. I'm trying to get through the battle tree on Pokemon Moon. Any tips? Also, did you say you were a wrestling fan? Chris. All right, well, give me these sweet battle tree tips. I I haven't done the battle tree yet. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the thing is, the AI cheats. It adapts to your team as you go. So uh, change up your team every now Are and then. Are you making that up? I mean, that's how most people feel. I don't think the trainers change their Pokemon on the fly. Al, are you? Did you make it to no, the battle tree? No, not on the fly. But the like, as you go through the the um, the battle tree, it like if, if it's the same as the battle Maison in X and Y, the Pokemon that the trainers are using as you go change to adapt so that they have better advantages against the team that you're using. So it's like every ten uh, competitions that you have, you should change up your team so that the AI doesn't you know have a plan for what you're using at this point. Al, did you make it to the battle tree? Yeah, I tried a bit. I got not very far, though. <laughs> I think I got to, like, the first boss and went, oh, there's too much effort to figure this out. <laughs> you want to have the complete set of Megastones, you've got to do the battle tree. So I will do it um, once I finish my Pokemon Sun playthrough. And then none of those transfer to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, so all those Megastones will be useless. So you'll have you to should be able to sure? trade between the two of them, though. I thought items can't go over trading. They can't. They can go over trading. They can't go into bank, though. So you'd have to have two 3ds's to mm. trade. Uh, and Will, you're a huge wrestling fan, right? Give me, give me the uh, details. I was before the WWE crossed me. Hey, they sent you an email. 
Do you stop? Don't defend <laughs> evil. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling fan. I watch WWE. Uh, mostly, I watch just the pay-per-views, and then I do, like, recaps on, like, on YouTube or something of, like, segments that I'm interested in. I will sometimes watch Raw or SmackDown Live, depending on if I have nothing going on during the night, which is very rare nowadays. Uh, if I'm at, like, work and I'm I'm just doing mindless stuff, like updating numbers, I'll have it on in the background of the previous show, but I don't make... I don't go out of my way to watch those live. I'm also a really big fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Fine Bushy Road product. A very fine Bushy Road product, and they only... They have, like, one English pay-per-view, and when, when I say English, that just means English commentary, like, once or twice a month, and I will watch that. I don't watch any of their weekly shows or anything like that not that i could because they're all in japanese but that's really great and if you want to know what my favorite wrestlers are i really like naito from new world japan and i really like okada and omega and then in wwe i really like aj styles and yeah that's probably it just aj mostly uh so there's your wrestling update for the episode uh this message is from alex from houston texas Dear SPJ and crew, I've been listening to your show since episode 200, but now I have to take a long, uh, now, but, but I had to take a long break because it took me forever to finally beat Sun and Moon, and I didn't want the story spoiled for me. Now that I'm finally caught up, and really quickly, I'd like to give you my thoughts about what I've missed since the gen came out, since the game came out. First, Travis is my favorite, but since they're gone, Micah, you are now number one. Sun and Moon has the best story of any Pokemon game, but that's pretty much all it has going for it in my opinion. Also, why the heck do the fairies on certain islands just not let you go to other islands? It's ridiculous. I guess I... Once I got fly, I never really thought about that. Uh, I play way too much Pokemon Go, but it's frustrating as it is fun. The app is glitchy and crashes so much that it makes me crazy. Finally, a hot dog is absolutely not a sandwich. Okay, this email was probably long enough, so I'll save a question for another time. Love the show. Congratulations on reaching the seven-year milestone. Keep on clanging and banging, Alex. For, I will say this before Alan will have any comments. Uh, when we do the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon on the normal episodes we do after that, the normal numbered episodes, we will let you know if there's spoilers or not. So, like, we'll start off the episode saying, like, hey, we're not going to talk about any story aspects in this episode. Or, hey, we're going to be talking about the first three gyms, so anything there is fair game. So just keep that in mind for the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon that we will, you know, let you know beforehand if what we're what we're exactly going to be talking about without spoiling it for you so you can know if you can turn off the episode or skip a segment or whatnot will do you agree that sun and moon has the best story but not much else going on i mean it's got a really good story i'm not certain that it's better than gen 5 but um, oh the story about n the yes uh my favorite character i am seeing some things in my playthrough of pokemon sun since i'm going much more slowly than i did pokemon moon that I didn't see before. Um, so I am enjoying it quite a bit. But, I mean, Pokemon, the story of Pokemon in each generation is special in its own right, and it's kind of tailored to the environment and the Pokemon that you have access to and, and how it's laid out. So I think, in general, 
they do a very good job of shaping the story to the gameplay um and they're all enjoyable that way yeah i'd say that i think it has a a lot to offer if you've played all the other games because you know we've talked about how there's the the island challenge which is different from how gyms worked before i guess if you don't like how it works then that would probably frustrate you a bit but i just really liked the difference the fact that it wasn't just you know exactly the same with slightly different characters i will want to point pick up on the fairies thing though if you have a ferry from each island going to each island you end up with a lot of ferries and so if you were thinking about this in real life and you have four islands you wouldn't have a ferry going from each of the islands to each of the other islands because that's a lot of ferries I guess they want yeah, to be realistic. It's, yeah, it's like a math problem. Think of it, instead of thinking of ferries, think of uh, city buses. If you had a city bus that um, from every bus stop, you could take a bus to every other bus stop in the city, you'd need hundreds and thousands of buses. But if you have a ferry that goes one island to the next island to the next island to the next island and then back to the first island in a circuit, you only need one or two or whatever wait time you want to designate for the ferry to be available. So... That does make sense. I guess probably what they want to be able to do is just click on the thing and have the person stay on the ferry as it does that. Yeah. Well, you know, what I want to do, if you do remember in Generation 5, that fantastic, wonderful generation, in Castelia City, you could get on a boat, and while you're on the boat, you could either watch the sunset, or you could go through the boat and have Pokemon battles with people, and you had a certain amount of time while the boat was out on its little trip of sightseeing and stuff to have the number of Pokemon battles that you could have. I, I want that on the ferries with the Alolan Islands in the background, because that's beautiful and it would be wonderful. And I want that to happen again. Thank you. <laughs> Next email here is from Carson. It says, SBJ, I love the podcast. Thanks for keeping up with it all the time. I've noticed you've been very dismissive of the value of the virtual console releases of gold and silver. And I wanted to point out the usefulness to people like myself who collect shiny Pokemon. In Pokemon gold and silver and gen one games, when Pokemon are transferred to newer gems, shininess is determined by the DVs, the Gen 1 and Gen version of IVs, and as you know, DVs and IVs are passed when breeding. Therefore, bre therefore, when breeding with a shiny Pokemon, think a shiny Ditto, there ends up being a 1 in 64 chance to hatch a shiny Pokemon. As many also, many people don't consider exploiting glitches as cheating. For instance, for instance, recent uh, many people have exploited a glitch with Pokemon Pelago for shiny hunting and gathering berries and items in Pokemon Sun and Moon that has since been patched. Mew in Sun and Moon usually glitches in Gen 1 Virtual Console games, so if you agree that exploiting glitches isn't cheating or you don't care about cheating, but hacking the current Gen games seems out of your league, then you can use glitches in Gen 1 games and presumably Gen 2 games, although they aren't out yet so I can't say for sure, to bank shiny Pokemon. I've already banked shiny versions of the original 150 using an 8F glitch in Gen 1. I'm not sure what that is. In Gen 2, there are glitches that allow you to obtain any Pokemon, make any Pokemon shiny using the coin case glitch, and easily duplicate any Pokemon using the power off save glitch. Also, Gen 2 glitches are significantly easier to perform than Gen 1 glitches, essentially making Gen 1 glitches obsolete since you can get all Gen 1 Pokemon in Gen 2. As an aside, when transferring Pokemon from Gen 1, you could essentially choose a nature and we're guaranteed to get hidden abilities and three perfect ivs so you can get pretty competitive shinies so gen 2 virtual console releases are exciting for people who collect shinies and use pokemon bank all the best to you and will carson 
Oh boy, I got a lot to say. I, I can say it very simply. It's what's the value of having a shiny if it's one that you've generated through glitch manipulation rather than one that you encounter either through hard work or in the wild. Oh, the only shinies I have are ones that I caught in the wild, and they're special to me because it was like, I'm walking along in the tall grass, and out pops, oh, a shiny Pokemon, and I caught it, and wow, how special for me, rather than, oh, I manipulated a bunch of math, and look, the outcome of the formula was as I determined. You know, this is fun and games. This isn't PhD math thesis, so <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer to have fun and just enjoy the shinies that I come across. Al, do you have any anything to say off glitches, oh, shinies? Oh, do I have anything to say? <laughs> I have lots of things to say. I think that there's, there's an issue with um, saying that the way to have fun is just to encounter them in the wild as the game intended, because we've seen that people enjoy Pokemon games in different ways yeah. and to have just this is how you have fun I think is a, a bit restrictive and I, there are some people who just like to collect and they would like nothing more than to have an entire shiny living decks um, which I tried to do for a while before I lost it don't ask we'll get into that another time <laughs> and so it just different people enjoy the games in different ways and it's not just about the the randomness and if you get the randomness working to the way that you want some people enjoy that uh just for the record the 8f glitch is uh you can get an 8f item in gen 1 and it allows you to do a lot of things in gen 1 i think you can even do arbitrary code execution possibly i can't remember i don't i'm not up on my gen 1 glitches very much but basically allows you to do a lot of things like changing your, your items in your bag and changing the Pokemon and, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I, I agree with Al. I think that, like, if if they're, if you're playing a game a certain way and that's how you enjoy it, you know, all power to you. There are people that play Pokemon Go where they change their location to, you know, get Mr. Mime, to get Kangaskhan, to get Corsola, or to get even Raikou or Suicune or Anti, depending on where they live. I see zero to no value in that. I think Pokemon Go is a game about leaving your house and experiencing things in the real world. It's it's like I play it and how they pitched it. Uh I don't I don't think that me changing my location to Japan to catch a Farfetch is is valuable because uh every Pokemon I've caught, Lugia, Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, even something like a Girafferig, I remember exactly where I was when I caught those and they were they mean something to me at that point. Other people don't think that way, and that's why they're okay with with changing their location. I think that's the same with with uh, shinies and going through that. I, I mean, and to encounter a shiny in the new games is one in eight thousand and something, and that's that's the random luck you play. And if you want to collect all the Pokemon in the Pokedex to bring that down to one in four thousand, you know that is that is a way the game actually. Uh, encourages you to do so uh, because they give you an item for that. They give you the shiny charm. Uh, but if you want to get 1 in 64 by doing whatever you do in, in Gen 1 and Gen 2, I mean, it's it's your game. If you think that's fine. I don't. Uh, and that's probably not what the developers also wanted. I don't... Everyone plays games differently. Uh, I don't think I would get any enjoyment in, in manipulating clocks or 
taking advantage of coin cases or anything like that. I have always been a big fan of games that do their best to restrict that, and I think Destiny is something like that. Final Fantasy XIV is another one. Diablo 3, World of Warcraft, pretty much any game that re- relies on server-side communications. Clash Royale is another one. It's very hard to cheat in any of those games, and I think there, I think there is value to that, and maybe that's why some people do or do not like playing those games. I mean, I am also a person that is very glad that RNG is really not a thing anymore, and as we get more advanced with technology, stuff like that starts to disappear because... Games will be communicating back to the server to make sure that stuff doesn't happen. Um, But that's just my thoughts on it. Last email here is Michael from Connecticut. I'm a new listener and I love Pokemon. I've been hooked since I was 12 years old and got red and blue for Christmas back in 98. Just wanted to say I love the podcast and you guys do a great job. Keep up the good work, Michael. There wasn't any question. No. Well, I think Michael's wrong because he was actually 11 and a half when he first started playing, not 12. So I'm so tired of these people with their bad opinions writing in and just like they're so wrong. And I always have to disagree with them. (laughs) How dare you like our show? Uh, I think that will wrap it up for emails. So again, if you want to send in your email, sbj at pkmncast.com or go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button. Otherwise, we are moving on to our Pokemon of the Week, which is Tyranitar, and Will will give you the synopsis. Well, I'll give you the biology, which is what I like to read. Uh, Tyranitar is a large, bipedal, dinosaurian Pokemon with green armor-like hide covering its body. It has two pairs of pointed teeth, one in the upper jaw and one in the lower. Several spikes of varying size protrude from the back of its head, neck, and shoulders. Both sides of its chest, the center of its back, and its knees have two triangular holes. There is a gray, diamond-shaped patch of scales covering its belly, and a smaller one on its back. It has three claws on its feet and hands. A ring of spikes surrounds the tip of its tail. Mega Tyranitar has more gaps in its armor than its normal form, with four new triangular holes along the sides of its neck and one in its throat. The four on its chest are now larger, with the top two containing red ovals. While the spikes along the back of its neck grow shorter, the one on its head elongates to form prominent ridges along its brows. The center spike on its head becomes a long, upright horn. Its chest plate expands, curving over its shoulders and along its back to form three long, irregular spikes on each side of its body. The scales on Megatyranitar's belly has now become red instead of blue and seethe with energy, enabling it to emanate more power. It gains two sharp spikes on its knees, as well as more prominent leg joints. Its tail lengthens, and the three spikes surrounding its tip growing upward and outward. And some trivia here for Tyranitar, where we get to a moveset. Uh, No other Pokemon has the same type combination as Tyranitar? Tyranitar shares the same category with Dawnfan. They're both known as the armor Pokemon. Mega Tyranitar has the highest base stat total of all rock-type Pokemon, tied with Mega Deance, and the highest base stat total of all dark-type Pokemon. Tyranitar is the only dark-type Pokemon to belong to the Monster Egg Group. Tyranitar has the most type weaknesses of, fu- of any fully evolved pseudo-legendary Pokemon, with seven 
Tyranitar is the slowest pseudo-legendary Pokemon. And several Tyranitar anime episodes have been in relation to Pokemon Poachers. The Poachers owned a Tyranitar while another trio went after one. Tyranitar from the fourth movie shares the same roar as Dialga from the movie 10, 11, and 12. And a shiny Tyranitar is, I don't know, like a yellow-green instead of a light-green. It's more of like a puke-green. And then instead of like a blue belly, it has a purple belly. And if you are using Tyranitar in Pokemon Go, the best moveset it can have at this point in the game is uh, Quick Move Bite, Charge Move Stone Edge. And if you're leaving it in a gym, you'll want to go with Quick Move Iron Tail and Charge Move Crunch. It was funny. I, had a, I have a quick Pokemon Go story. So last week when I did Mewtwo, the Pokemon Go app recommended everyone use their Tyranitars or Umbreon or Sneasel. Pretty much any Dark-type Pokemon. And that makes sense, right? Because Mewtwo is weak against Dark moves. And this week when I did it, it suggested like Lugias and other water-type Pokemon. I think Gengar was also recommended. And everyone was freaking out and was like, oh, this just, this never works. It doesn't recommend the right things. Why isn't it recommending Tyranitars? And everyone was really frustrated. And I was like, I can tell you right now why it's not recommending Tyranitars is because this Mewtwo knows Focus Blast. And they were like, what? And I was like, Focus Blast is a fighting-type move. And they were like, but it's weak against Tyranitar. And I was like... Oh my gosh, guys, Trantar's four times weak against fighting. <laughs> like, there's a reason why the app is not suggesting Trantars, so everyone switched to their Trantars, and you know what? All those Trantars died instantly, because Mewtwo just focus blast through all of them. And if it recommended a Lugia, it stayed up for, like, three to four focus blasts. So, like, <sighs> moral of the story is the app kind of knows what it's doing when it suggests what Pokemon to use. <laughs> I think that is our episode for you guys. Thank you, Al, for joining us this week. No problem. It was good to be here. Hopefully people liked your non-American voice. Well, I, I try not to be American sometimes. <laughs> uh, it'll be in the show notes, but like I said earlier in the show, uh, a little bit of house cleaning here is that I'm doing more stuff on Twitch, so you can check the schedule there. It's usually two weeks out, so you can plan around that if you want to catch... Uh, some live stuff. If not, all that stuff will go to YouTube, youtube.com slash pkmncast. Uh, if you are a gold backer on Patreon, you should be getting a new Alolan vacation within the next, by the time this episode goes up, within the next couple days. So look forward to that. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. Uh, you can follow Will on Twitter at WashinTheSink. You can follow me on Twitter at DraggingALake. Al, if, do you want people to find you on Twitter? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Yamanic Kill. If you need me to spell that, it's Y-A-M-A-N-I-C-K-I-L-L. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for being on. Uh, what else? Will, am I missing anything? Where do you, if I want to know your streaming schedule and countdowns to the next time you're going to stream, where do I find those? Uh, it will be in the show notes. You don't have a particular service that you use that tells people when you're going to be streaming? So if you want to look up the stream schedule, it is... I don't know how to say that. Speak. S-P-E-Q dot M-E slash P-K-M-N-Cast. S-P-E-Q dot M-E slash P-K-M-N-Cast. 
And the great thing about that website is it converts into your time zone. So you'll know, it, you don't have to do any math. If it's 8 p.m. Central Time, wherever you are in Scotland, it'll auto convert that to let you know when the when the next stream is. So check that out. Otherwise, I think that's our episode. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are... Super Highlanders. You gotta say effective, dude. Effective. Wow. It's Super Effective is hosted and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork for ISE was also created by me. The theme music was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcast or tell a fellow trainer about us. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so over at Patreon, patreon.com slash it's super effective. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. It's ITS super effective. For as little as $1 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community so you can chat with other listeners of the show. My goal in life is to make podcasting my full-time job. If just half the listeners of ISE donated $1 a month, I could easily accomplish that. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.